Hey listeners, this is Silver is the New Gold Post Takes, and I'm your host, Karen Lonzo. Before we get started, if you haven't listened to episode 12 with Donna Vacalis, I recommend that you do that first, or this episode isn't going to make much sense. All right. Once a conversation and the post-editing is done, I like to allow my guests the opportunity to preview the episode before I publish so I can fix any mistakes or remove any content if requested. My conversation with Donna took place right around the start of the Olympics, and the episode preview was ready a few weeks after. And in that time, we all had a chance to watch the Olympics and reflect on it, and that brought Donna back with some post-conversational insights, and I thought it would be fun to share them in what I'm calling a post-take. Once again, here's Donna. Hi, Donna. Thanks for coming back on. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad to be here. (laughs) I think it's really cool that you had some additional insights to share about watching the Olympics after our call. Yeah, maybe insights is a little generous. (laughs) 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 What would you call them? Oh, um... A combination of like self-consciousness about like, oh, I said that, but then this happened and uh, I didn't, you know, so like that kind of self-conscious rumination process plus, um, I don't know, just you caused, you probably got me thinking about things that I otherwise wouldn't have noticed. So just to recap, uh, your Olympic experience was a very personal one. And so outside of yourself and watching your friends compete, um, watching, participating in the Olympics as a fan is not an activity that you would normally seek out. But this Olympics was a bit different. Uh, What was your experience watching the Olympics this time? Yeah, I thought that it would be uh, the same as in the past. And in the past, so the last two Olympics as a participant, you're just not privy to how it looks really on the outside. So to watching it on um, as a, the televised version and the Olympics before that, where I could have been a spectator, I was not that interested, I guess. And that's kind of how I responded to your question when you originally asked it. it was like, will you watch? And I was thinking, well, I didn't before. So I, no, <laughs> probably not. Unless, and, and again, just like, unless it's a, you know, a fun activity, group activity to watch together or something like that. But I wouldn't, um, you know, plan on it and seek it out. But this time was different. So what influenced you to watch more than usual? And especially with COVID, there were no real group uh, events that you really could do. So, Yeah, and I don't know if so. This experience is maybe something reflected in a a larger way that there wasn't the same. Okay, sorry, to back up. We we don't have a, a TV, so we stream we stream stuff that we're going to watch and both my partner and I will stream things. And it felt like uh, we would, we would do that anyway, but now it suddenly felt like because um, maybe more, more people, there's more demand for that. And so there was more supply and that made it really easy to just 
from my laptop or his laptop to pick up any any specific event or pieces of events. You know, we could watch just the preliminaries or the heats very easily. Um, there was we didn't we didn't have to um, see just what got packaged in the highlights or 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 just the kind of um, more popular or like star star events <laughs> and so that made it feel uh more interesting we just like would tune into you know and you had talked to me about skateboarding mm-hmm. and that kind of planted a seed in my head so i was like oh yeah what is happening with women's women's skateboarding and um so then i ended up tuning into all kinds of things and yeah how crazy did you get? Because I had a VPN on. I signed up for 7 Plus in Australia. I was on the like Japan channel. <laughs> the Japan channel was really hard because I had to go and Google, get their like auto translate to work, find the page that I want, turn the VPN on, reload, <laughs> and get the video going. Oh, yeah. nice. Because all the fences. Yeah, you should write, you should just write a how-to <laughs> for that because, yeah, people will need it. I mean, just, just write a how-to for that for each of them. And I was watching some fencing because fencing was harder to get here, like all of the events. Um, they didn't show Men's Epi. And so I was watching some on the Australian 7 Plus channel. And honestly, the frame rate was so amazing. I thought I was there. I was like, why do we not get this uh, high quality here in Canada? But that's awesome. That's awesome that yes. you... So, and yeah, did you, did you find that you in, enjoyed it? Like you got to pick the events that you want and you were like excited to watch and you could. Yeah, it, it felt way more, I don't know. It felt less like, um, less like a spectacle, uh, or like a, you know, less like a show and more like a, a local event. It just felt closer, closer to home somehow. And I, I know not geographically <laughs> but at all, but, you know, closer to, um, psycho- I don't know for what it is worth. Psychologically, it felt closer. Yeah. And partly because you, you write you with the streaming and I, I hope that it continues to grow as an option because I went through a lot and picked out like, oh, there was a, a Canadian in this sport. So let's watch the replay and see how they did. Yes. Like I really, yes, yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I watched all the soccer, women's soccer. Of course I did. And I actually, I actually called into work late during the gold medal game. <laughs> I was like, I'm starting work late today, people. <laughs> um, yes. I, I love the communal. Did you get, did you get understanding from your fellow yes. coworkers? Cause I feel like that's fun too, where everyone's sheepishly like, I'm also going to be late today <laughs> and you're all doing the same thing. Yes. It, it cost me at the end of the day, but it was, it was totally worth it. Um, but I, I, I found too that I could go and skip around and find, find um, where the Canadians were, were doing well and completing and just see their results, even if I didn't watch the whole event, but it, it made it easier yes. to be. And then yes. Yeah. yeah. And you're already online. So what would happen to us is we would be watching one athlete and then we'd get curious about them. So we're watching their event and maybe during or right after we would look them up and see little clips of past events or learn a bit more about their history. So it was kind of, you know, it was having this, um, having Wikipedia and YouTube and all those uh, helpful tools right there. And so we would learn about them in real time. I don't know. It was, it added a nice, uh, some, a little extra. 
What was one of the event that you maybe hadn't seen before that you were really surprised and kind of enjoyed more than you thought you might? I mean, so I had never seen the Olympic formats for skateboarding. I know, I guess no one had. And, um, and that was really fun to watch just with like how they set it up, how to make it into this, um, spectator friendly competition, a really condensed format and all the, the drama, just the, you know, the usual sports drama of watching something like that. Uh, so that was fun. I'm now I'm going back and just thinking, um, I mean, maybe, maybe high jump. I'd never watched high jump before. We watched quite a bit of that. I don't know. They were all, we watched a, like, we, we basically did like a sample pack of all kinds of sports and they were all just, um, little bits and pieces and kind of like in, we didn't go as, take it as seriously as you, um, to hunt down and get exactly what we wanted, but <laughs> we kind of did like a half-assed version of that. And we'd be like, Oh, I wonder how this person's doing in this thing. And so we would just try to catch like whatever preliminaries of that heat of that event of the, so like, you know, the second heat of the women's, um, 1500 mm. or something, we just like drop in for that. In my defense, I only did that yeah. for fencing and like, one of the soccer games. Yeah. <laughs> what, it sounds like it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Oh yeah. I got totally got sucked into soccer, which is not, um, not a sport I've ever followed, but I have some, I, like my half sisters were soccer players and I was kind of curious. I had a, a roommate briefly at the Olympic village who was on the women's soccer team at, in uh, Rio. And so I was thinking, Oh, I want to see how, how those guys are doing. And it was really fun. I mean, it's, yeah. It's always a little more fun when they actually, you know, do well, yeah. succeed. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. So great. Well, uh, awesome. This is cool, Donna. Thank you for for sharing that. I'm I'm glad that you were able to check in and catch the Olympics. And I will, you know, if you need help setting up a VPN for the next time, <laughs> and and yes, checking yeah, international scoop. I really scoop. do think a how to would be great. <laughs> I can do yes. that for you. Yeah, it will be very, yeah, it, yeah. I think the way things are covered and the way things are watched are changing now. They have been changing for a while, but they're it's accelerated maybe now, right now. So, yeah. Yeah. But that's with the beauty of it. And, Everyone and, can have their kind of own personalized Olympic experience. And I think that's really great for sports. Oh, yeah. 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 That's a good point. Yeah. It's not at all like a book that everyone's reading. It's more like, oh, I don't, I don't know, walking around in a library and everyone's just like pulling out a little thing here and a little thing there. But yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, Donna. This has been really fun. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, can I throw in one more thing? You and can. you can totally cut this out. But I was <laughs> around cut that the part. same time. I'm going to cut that, that we cut this out part. So. okay uh around the same time that we were talking you know um it must have cross-pollinated because i was listening to some statistics lectures and the guy made a point there's this idea in um i'm i hope i don't botch the explanation because i'm kind of trying to simplify it now in another context but this idea of the things that we don't know because um they're unknowable so far, or the things we don't know because we haven't heard the results yet, for example, or we just haven't haven't done some kind of work to find out the results. So an example of that would be 
if you're watching like one of the Olympics events, let's say we were watching it in real time, like we don't know whether the Canadians will win or lose. No one knows. It's an outcome. There's that's that's one kind of annoying. And then the other kind. So in stats, this turns out to be an important distinction. <laughs> um, another kind of unknown is like, let's say the game was already over, but you hadn't watched it. So it the, the outcome is known in the world, mm-hmm. but you haven't watched it. So you don't know the outcome. Um, and so you're going to either maybe watch it later or ask someone or whatever, You but you don't know. Um, and so I, I was, <laughs> so it's like little things like that where I was like, oh, yes, I love how statistics like and um, sport have this, uh, just like these kind of like back and forths um, because I, I wouldn't have really categorized those things so clearly. But in, in any way, just to say that that ends up being very interesting statistically for, for like how you perform calculations and it can actually make a difference. Like what you believe to be true about the system you're investigating matters, whether you make the assumption that you could know it or you it's unknowable. Hmm. So anyway. Yeah. And that was really a lot of my soccer experience because some of the games happened when I was working. And so I would just stay off social media entirely and then just go in carefully to the um, the replay <laughs> section and like just out of the corner of my eye, see the like replay button and click it as fast as I could so I wouldn't see the score so that I could watch the whole thing oh, awesome. and like not, not yes. know. Um, yes. Because I wanted to just be... <laughs> surprised every every time yeah. be, like I still but wanted I to be excited the image like, of like yeah I, <laughs> yeah I love the image of you like squinting so you yeah. can <laughs> hit the button without uh, yeah I know it was That's totally a, a color thing because I knew that the scores were in black and I knew that the replay button was in like white with green text and a green outline and I just totally did it by color <laughs> click the button and try not to see anything and uh yeah most of the time it worked so (laughs) but that's yeah that's interesting and i wonder anyway so there's that (laughs) yeah cool okay awesome i love it well good talking to you and uh yeah enjoy the last like 24 hours of summer right and uh, anytime you want to come back on and share a revelation and talk about it, ping me because I'd love to okay. Okay. I'd love to chat about it again. And I'm sure lots of people find this interesting too. So there we have it. Bonus episode number one with Donna Vicalis. I hope you enjoyed this post take. For this and full episodes, subscribe to this podcast on Apple. Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate, review, and share it too. You can also find episodes on the website at silvergoldwomen.com. Music for this podcast was crafted by the extremely talented Outwild. He knows what I like. Every time I hear these beats, I dance in my seat. If you like his music, you can subscribe to him on SoundCloud at It's Outwild. Follow him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at It's Outwild. Until next time, play hard, play smart. <laughs>